Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. Today is June 4th, and our reading comes from Acts chapter 2. What an exciting passage. Listen to this, beginning in verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Remember, they're waiting. Jesus said, go and wait until the promise, the gift that God has promised comes upon you. Verse 2, suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. So the Holy Spirit falls upon the church. And there are these signs that all of the Jewish people would have immediately recognized as signs or pointers. This is God's Spirit coming upon us. There is a wind. There is a fire. There are tongues and languages. In fact, this goes all the way back to the Tower of Babel in the book of Genesis, when God divided the languages and dispersed the people because of their pride and independence. And here, God is reclaiming the nations. In fact, in verses 5 through 11, Luke lists all of the nations, and it's the same geographic areas that are listed in the Tower of Babel story back in Genesis. And this is God saying, man, I am reclaiming the nations for myself by my spirit. It's amazing. Then watch this, verse 12, the people are seeing this, And they stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They began to ask each other. So they they see the people, they hear the wind, they, they hear these people speaking in all these different languages. And so all these people that are in Jerusalem for the, For the uh, Pentecost celebration, they hear them speaking in their own languages. God's doing this miracle, and they're, they're amazed. They're asking, what could this mean? Well, then there are some others, verse 13, who said, they're just drunk. So some people are amazed, and other people totally dismiss this miracle. And you know, the truth is, in our own life, the same thing is true. When God begins to work in your life, there'll be some people who are amazed. And what God is doing in you draws them into a deeper relationship with Jesus. No question about it. But we also have to know that when God begins to do a work in me, there's also some people around who will dismiss the work of God. And again, I can't control that. You remember, I'm just to be a witness. God's got to work out the rest, right? And then watch this. Verse 14, Peter stands up. And said, listen, it's, it's morning time. These people aren't drunk. And he begins to preach this powerful message. And what I love about it is, here's a guy that just a few days earlier, 40 days earlier, Peter is so afraid and intimidated and uncertain that he denies Jesus three times, right? And now, 
all of a sudden, because the Holy Spirit has come upon him, he has received power to be a witness, right? What Jesus promised yesterday in Acts 1.8. And so Peter stands up, empowered by the Spirit, full of courage and faith, and begins preaching, listen to this, to the same crowd that put Jesus on the cross, And he starts preaching Jesus and the resurrection of Christ. He goes through and explains the gospel. He is witnessing, knowing that this sermon could cause him to die. I mean, it could cause everybody to to go crazy and to crucify him just like they did Jesus, right? But he's full of faith. He's empowered and anointed by the Spirit. He stands up and preaches. In fact, in verse 36, he ends his message this way. Listen to how bold this is. Peter's been transformed. Listen, he says, so let everyone in Israel know for certain that God made this Jesus whom you crucified. And I can just imagine he's pointing his finger at him when he says that. This Jesus whom you crucified crucified is now Lord and Messiah. Well, the last time they heard a message like that, they started shouting, crucify him. This time, verse 37, it says, Peter's words pierced their hearts. Why? Because God's spirit is moving on that crowd and opening their hearts opening their eyes, opening their ears, and they're hearing the gospel. They're responding to the truth. Their hearts are pierced. And they said, brothers, what should we do? Boy, what a great question, right? When we hear and feel the Spirit of God moving in our life, what do I do, Lord? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Boy, that's what we all must do. If you've never done that, we must repent of our sin, which simply means turning away from sin and independence, changing direction, turning back to God. We need to repent. We need to receive God's forgiveness. We don't have to earn it. We're not climbing a religious ladder. We have to open our heart and receive God's forgiveness and grace and mercy, right? And then Peter says, and when you do that, you'll also receive the Holy Spirit. You'll be born again. You remember what Jesus said in John chapter three? Unless you're born again, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You gotta be born of water. You gotta have a physical birth, but you also have to be born of the Spirit. You have to have a spiritual birth. And so Peter says, Repent, receive God's forgiveness, receive the Holy Spirit. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are born again. We are made alive. His Spirit is united with our spirit. We are the children of God. And he says, you must receive the Holy Spirit. And then he says, this promise is to you and to all your children, to those who are far away, all who have been called by the Lord Jesus. And then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourself in this crooked generation. Watch this, verse 41. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 people in all. Boy, what a powerful message, right? Peter preaches his first sermon. 3,000 people are saved and the church is 
born with a bang. And again, here's what's so crazy about this. Jerusalem at the time has about 50,000 people. Almost 10% of the city got saved that day after one message. And the church is alive. And I don't know about you, but if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, turn away from your independence. Turn to Jesus in faith. He loves you. He gave his life for you. Receive, open your heart to receive his forgiveness and mercy and grace. Open your heart to receive by faith the Holy Spirit who's gonna come in you and make you spiritually alive. God in you. Boy, that's so powerful, right? Let's trust in Jesus. Let's follow Jesus the rest of our life. The Holy Spirit lives in us to help us do it in Jesus' name. Man, I hope that encourages you. God is with us. What we're going to see through the rest of the New Testament is now the Holy Spirit is living in us, producing His life in us, building His kingdom through us, empowering and anointing us to be a witness, to point the world to Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, Thank you so much for the Holy Spirit and the birth of the early church. We're so grateful to be a part of your family, so grateful to be a part of your church, your bride, your body. Lord, when we opened our heart and trusted you, you forgave our sin and placed your spirit inside of us. Lord, we are alive in Christ today. It's not we that live, but Christ in me. Lord, we're so grateful for that. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. And today, we just surrender our heart and life to you. We ask you to fill us, to empower us, to anoint us, to live for you, and to witness for you today. God, we are reclaiming the nations. I love that, right? On Pentecost, when your spirit descended upon the church, you're reclaiming the nations. You will redeem all things. And so, God, we trust you to do it, and we make our lives available. Lord, work in and through us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. Remember, hey, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.